Hello and welcome along to another episode of Tea with the Changemakers, the podcast celebrating people who are making a difference to our world. Research carried out across 2020 and 2021 found that globally we use 500 billion plastic bottles every year. That's about 66 plastic bottles for every single one of us on the planet. Do we really need to be using so many? Particularly when so little plastic ends up being recycled, not even 20%, and so much ends up in our oceans as harmful microplastic particles. We don't think so. Change is required urgently. One man who shares this viewpoint is Anthony Newman, founder and CEO of Ape2O, the anti-plastic bottled water company looking to rid the world of single-use plastic water bottles. In the UK alone, 7 million plastic water bottles are thrown away every day, and Ape2O are looking to help us reduce that number massively with a unique water dispensing technology and range of sustainable containers. Anthony joins us today to tell us how he turned from poacher to gamekeeper, or rather from glass beer bottler to sustainable water dispenser, and we also talk about the firm's plans for expanding their business across the country and beyond as well as talking about becoming a best for the world B Corp. So, we've got the water, you grab the cups and tea bags, and let's enjoy another brew of exciting ideas on today's Tea with the Changemakers. Thanks for joining us, Anthony. I was going to ask, why why would you trade in the the tropical uh, surrounds of northern Queensland for uh, the UK, but where you are this morning looks lovely, if a little snowy? <laughs> Well, good morning, Andy. Uh, thanks for having me on the show today. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good, very good question. Uh, my my wife asked me the same question on a regular <laughs> basis, particularly right now. Actually, it's like, a bit nippy, isn't it? Why, it's a bit why? chilly. <laughs> why there's white stuff, snow all over the ground? What? Come on. Um, no, so uh, yeah, bit, bit of the backstory then. Um, I was um, uh, yeah, I was living. I took a I suppose, took a path less travelled. Uh, in my sort of professional career, I've worked in the music industry and was in marketing for a while. Um, and I was drink- in drinks for quite a long time, about sort of 15, 20 years. Um, and I'd gone to Australia to uh, start a brewery with my brother um, in North Queensland in the beautiful tropical north up there with the barrier reef and the, and the, the rainforest. And um, yeah, so that was quite fun selling um, beer to the, the Australians, which uh, was uh, not <laughs> There's a joke to be had there, isn't there? Something like <laughs> Coles to Newcastle. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure we're, yeah, I'm tarring, can't tar all the Australians with the same brush, but my uncle in uh, Sydney would, uh, would no doubt agree. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, I would say, uh, you know, I realised that's a part of the problem, I suppose. I'd cr- I had created single-use containers over the years um, in, in soft drinks and in, and then in, in beer as well. Um, and I met my, my girlfriend there, who's now my wife, um, uh, um, Anna. And basically, she took me on a date to uh, to help build this turtle sanctuary on this beautiful island in the, uh, in the, in the reef. And um, it was really eye-opening seeing what damage had uh, happened to these uh, beautiful marine turtles. Um, various breeds and uh, species that have been affected by marine plastics, whether that's eating it and not being able to eat their food, therefore, or having their flippers damaged by plastic and, you know, obviously fishing nets and all that sort of stuff. But bottles are a big part of it and plastic bottles. And I, so it really affected me. And I was like, um, we were sort of winding up the, our brewery operations at the time. I've been over there for seven years, six, well, five years living there. And um, yeah, what, it was just this germ of an idea about how can how can we do something about this? And what, what, what would, what would be the sensible thing that people could attach to and people, you could really, you know, market to people that they would understand. So this 
then started a long journey. This was back in 2015. So it took a long time, lots of research, went around the world and looking at various um, uh, setups at uh, Japan and America, really interesting plays in the public water space. And um, we moved back to England, uh, Anna and I, and as I said, <laughs> she would love to go back. Um, and uh, we got to a stage where we, we, you know, we'd seen the problem, um, but we came to sort of two insights after all this research, right? One was water on the go. In the, in the UK, water on the go is really the opportunity. It was like, um, it's a huge market, 1.2 billion litres in the UK. And and, and that people are paying twice the price of petrol for water on the go. And it's like, this is madness. You've got to do, and there was no alternative. You know, you want, you're out and about and you want a glass bottle of water. You've got to buy what You've got to buy plastic bottles. And then the second part was, um, what we really needed to do was to try and convert bottled water drinkers. We, we buy 8 billion bottles in the UK every year. 8 billion every year. And um, up to 80% of those end up in landfill, the oceans, or are burned. Um, and that's, um, you know, that's just a tragic situation, really. So um, we created our company, A2O, around this one mission, you know, to help eradicate single-use plastic water bottles um, and, 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 and work on these insights. So what A2O is, is we are, we are water without plastic. We're the anti-plastic bottled water company. Um, and we are helping to get people off plastic bottles by, in three ways. We're um, in, installing these um, sophisticated um, bottled water vending machines um as in the, the bend, um, tap water goes in but it's it's a2o water that comes out i.e it's, it's ultra filtered down to the nano level um it's got ultraviolet light which which treats uh, neutralizes viruses and bacteria um it's it's super hygienic you can't touch the dispensing nozzle which has always been one of the problems with water fountains and so super clean uh hygienic ultra filtered chilled and sparkling as options uh, water goes into your bottle, into the customer's bottle. They pay 25p payment, and 10% of that, which is the second part of what we do, goes to um, ocean cleanup and uh, and conservation all worldwide. Um, also, freshwater projects, but it's all about really trying to solve some of the problems of the past there. And then the sec- third part, of what we do is we've got a stainless steel bottle range. Um, they, they are, are lovely. <laughs> we will make sure that for those of you listening, if you go and check out the socials for this episode. They're a fantastic bit of kit, these, aren't they? Uh, I'm glad, glad you got yours and um, got to try it out. But it's um, so these, yeah, you know, we couldn't find any bottles which had no plastic. You know, there's always like some of the top brands in the market have plastic lids. And we we're like, no, we've got to, we, we've got to be 100% here. We've got to design our own. It's got to be stainless steel. It's got to keep liquids cold and hot all day long. Got a carry strap around your shoulder. So that was the third part of what we do. So that's it to own a nutshell. It's trying to, it's trying to get, it's trying to show people a better way to make a decision not to choose a plastic bottle, bottle water each day and um, and have a better alternative. Excellent stuff. And so far, you've started rolling out um, across London. You're doing um, doing bits there with Southwest Southwestern Railway. Yeah. So um, we're really we had a nice start. We started in 2019, uh, just pre-pandemic. Um, and we've, what, we're what a time fortunate. to get started on a project, eh? <laughs> oh, lovely, wonderful. Yeah. But it was well. The odd thing is though. Um, what I'm really in, infused about is that uh, during COVID, actually, um, we actually, uh, the w- machines that were out in the public domain were still work- being used all the time, which was made me think, wow, those key workers that have, you know, got a new habit and a good habit and are still using the machines and, and were getting around about their vital tasks whilst we were all stuck at home, which was pretty amazing, actually. But to answer your question, yes, we started with... Um, Southwestern Railway, um, which was amazing. They're, they've been a, they're really big on sustainability. 
then with London Zoo, obviously, which chimes nicely with our name, 820, which uh, people often ask, why are we called 820? And I should answer that because, you know, gorillas don't even particularly like water. So we've got this proud silverback gorilla is our logo. And it's um, it was all about um, the fact that um, it's uh, our tagline is it's time to go away, get, you know, get passionate, do something, make a change, make one small decision. But basically it's about, you know, trying to make uh, reuse cool. And, and, you know, a silverback gorilla is pretty cool. And um, we've got, it gives, gives us lots of opportunities to talk about um, uh, reuse, which isn't that exciting in, a, in, a, in an engaging way, in a fun way. So uh, that's the background to our name. So we at London Zoo, we launched a big, big launch in June 20, uh, 2019. And then we worked with Landsec, which is obviously one of the largest commercial landlords in the country. Um, and then more recently with Mercato Metropolitano, who are really, really cool um, uh, global eateries that are based, uh, they've got four locations around London. And um, yeah, so we've got, we've got uh, four, four partners at the moment and looking to expand rapidly around um, uh, in London and then in cities around the UK. So we've got uh, national plans and international plans, but that's where we are at the moment. So you've got the plans there. So what's what's the dream? One one of these in you know every high street in every big franchise restaurant or coffee shop or how how far do you think this can go? Yeah. So so the main thing is the what how what we're trying to target is people where, where do people gather in large numbers uh, regularly and move through those places. So the obvious things are you know transport hubs and stuff where we are shopping centres which we're, where we are you know parks and lot. Uh, um, universities um uh, open areas but it's mainly where if you imagine where you are where, where you would go wherever it was crowded on a regular basis and a daily basis obviously this applies massively to commuters and that sort of thing um to be able to see these machines densely located uh, you know maybe at the beginning of, the, of your journey the end of your journey you start to realize over time actually that's quite convenient um and what we and this times into the insight of what bottled water drinkers are really buying right what they're really buying is trust in that purity of the water that's in the bottle the hygiene of its delivery you know it's hermetically sealed for them um the convenience of where you, where you buy it um even though you're paying twice the price of petrol for it in the convenience sector you know one pound fifty to two pounds for half a litre is literally twice the price of petrol so it's um so people are prepared to pay for those benefits um but perhaps you know cost of living crisis coming up that's a, that's a large expense and we charge 25p, so eight, six to eight times cheaper. And to have ourselves in high footfall locations, like, like those mentioned, in cities all around the country is our dream. Because then when people have know, know that they're around, they're easily available, um, they might make that decision. Actually, this water tastes pretty sparkling water chilled on a street corner for 25p into my bottle. That's quite convenient. That tastes pretty good. I, you know, we want to do some more petty challenges out there and get people to try. We are their <laughs> bottled water and then then try ours afterwards and realize this really should be the future. And re we're just trying to make reuse cool and available to everyone around the country. And our, our plans don't, won't stop in the UK. We do want to take it into the, into Europe, um, where obviously where it gets a bit hotter down south. <laughs> um, although we outdid everyone last summer, didn't we? Um, and then, you know, eventually to places where, you know, the original dream, when uh, this was, was framed up in Australia, but, original dream was, you know, this should be where these machines should be in places where municipal water, sadly, isn't always delivering a, a, a clean, healthy option and where, you know, it could actually help save lives. So that would be the, the long term dream. But yeah, it's, it's a great journey, which we've, we've just started. Interesting. I, I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, 
just off that, I was in Leeds with my daughter the other week at a gig. She's she's only eight. She's not drinking beer, so we're not we're not buying expensive drinks. We've already been out all day. I don't want a full of sugar getting late on in the day. I just wanted a bottle of water because we just need a drink. It's been a been a long day. And at two pounds seventy or whatever it was inside the venue, I'm like, come come on, really? So part of that so sort of two things there do, do you feel that you could be a a disruptor where where you're getting maybe inside you know sports stadiums and and you know gig venues to give people an alternative option to having to pay out? obviously the venues need to make money but it yeah would would you be amenable to you know having a, a like a system where they could buddy up with you and it might cost a bit more than what you charge on the street corner but it might encourage people to you know, for health benefits, drink water rather than anything else and not be using plastic, one, you know, one-use plastic receptacles for drinking when they're at these big venues? No, that's a good, it's a good question. There's a couple of things to unpick in that. It's, uh, on the one hand, um, you know, it's very tempting with certain certain product lines, whatever we might be talking about, not just water, to, to charge more in certain areas where people don't have an option than, than in other places. And I I, I, you know, our team, we've got a great team, by the way. Uh, I mentioned our amazing hardworking team of five. There's only five of us, but we're, we've, uh, we, we get a lot done. <laughs> but, um, you know, our, we've all believed this that, you know, it should be accessible to everyone. And 25p is, is a nice, cheap, you know, it's a small number. You can't buy much for 25p these days. Um, I think if we were started to get tempted to get push that up to like a pound or something like that, it would, in certain areas and not others, that would sort of go against the, the principle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your other question about um, in um, in venues, you know, should the will it will it could it coexist? I totally, um, you know, we've got we've proven in you know London Zoo is an example actually. There's free fountains and there's our, our paid solution and um, uh, you know pay per use solution, um, and they work really really well together. As in, people will go to the the, the, the standpipe water fountain because they're they're completely happy with the tap water solution and that's absolutely fine. Um, and but then there's still queues outside ours for um, with people just getting refilling on there. So taking that what the, so that's three versus twenty five p. So twenty five p versus two pounds seventy. Yeah, it's it's, it's there's there's going to be a bit of cannibalization. It's a horrible word, that isn't it? A little <laughs> bit of cannibalization, a little bit of. But on the other hand, just that small proportion that might be taken away from bottom water water sales, the 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 bonus payback for the venue is. They're getting great sustainability metrics on how many bottles have been saved and how much, um, you know, crude oil and CO2 that was making those bottles hasn't been emitted. So there's there's a there's a quid pro quo there. There's a benefit for 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 those uh, outlets. I know obviously when that's fighting into profits, that's a harder harder sell. Um, look, there will be some pushback on that, but I think over time, I think people will realise that for a large, huge segmented bottled water market that that we have, you know, three and a half billion litre market in the UK. Um, there's always there should always be choice, and and when you give consumers choice, um, they tend to make good you know good decisions <laughs> that work that work for them, and hopefully um, you know we, we just need to give people the tools to you know live a live a better life and be you know everyone wants to be better and try to be better and and not be responsible for helping to ruin the planet. <laughs> we all want to do our bit, so um, I, I suppose I, I think coexistence is the way. Um, and I think it's, they are, you know, they're effectively different buying decisions. Um, and let's see where that goes for the moment. Uh, but, uh, and yeah, hope for the future. Mm. And then the second part that I alluded to there is where this, 
this this is good for those of us that have the opportunity to to make a conscious choice to reduce plastic usage, mm. drink and, and live a little bit healthier. Um, but you you've made a, you've made a point there that you know the technology in there, the you know the UV filtration and and what have you that gives pure clean drinking water that that could be useful in in places where clean fresh drinking water isn't a given. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's what that, that's what I found so inspiring about it. It's like, well, I mean, you know, let's face it: water molecules have been around this planet since you know, whether they came from uh, asteroids or whatever. You know, they've been here for for eons, and and they just move around in their water cycle, right? It's a it's a beautiful thing. It's a natural thing. Yeah. Um, what these machines do is mimic the water cycle. They're you know, fil- you know, filtering uh, through filters and and uh, various filtration technologies is, is like filtering through rocks and and you know um, ultraviolet light is like the sun which is where it comes you know what it's based upon um the, these things are, are, are lovely natural cycles that are being mimicked but yeah that to be able to take that to places where water isn't isn't always clean is, is, a, is a dream for this it's it's, it's a future I mean, and there's lots of diff- you know sadly around the world we know that water is going to be causing lots of problems and probably Scary things beginning with W and ending in R, you know, for uh, over the world, around the world in days, years to come. If, if any of these solutions can help to um, ameliorate that or delay those things, then um, and all well and good. And I would like to think that um, the work that you've done there and the consideration you've given to all that played into your um, Best for the World 2022 B Corp Award. Congratulations there. Oh, thanks, Eddie. You know, that was um, that's been a culmination of a a long journey you know it's and um really a real great honor i mean it, it takes quite a long time to get certification be caught but that's all because um that's not to put anyone off it's just because there's quite a lot of things you've got to uh it's, it encourages you the, the the movement encourages you to look at internally and systems that you set up and it's it's all really good um uh, methodologies um and tools to help um you know there's a thousand b corps now in the uk i think it's just under five thousand worldwide um, so we only got certified in April this year, and then we got the award in June. And so, yeah, it was, it was one wonderful decade. So we got a pretty high score, um, uh, mainly for our impact business model. The fact that we give away ten percent of our sales turnover, which is a sort of big transparent number, um, which rather than like net profits, which can always be something else, mm-hmm. um, we wanted to be very, you know, upfront and proud about. Uh, we really want the the why of our company, you know. Getting, getting rid of plastic bottles, um, or redu- reducing their impact and their usage, and and helping to solve the problems of the past is is uh, it's both inspiring for us as a team, but also hopefully um, when every when anyone uses engages with us, buys our bottles or, or or fills up from our machine, they can feel good about it too, right? We want to we want to give people the tools to go just on their own sustainability journeys, which to keep it convenient. If we can make sustainable things more convenient and cheaper. Then that's that's the that's the two magic pills right there. More convenient and cheaper. Exactly. We'll, make it easy. Uh, make it accessible. Yeah, and that that's 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 the way to help people make better, de- uh, you know, help encourage people to make better decisions around the environment. So, um, yeah, that, that was a really great thing to get B Corp and um, uh, all all part of it. Yeah, yeah. Then you know, obviously, people will always say good things and bad things about any certification, but. The key thing is the the underlying tools there are really are strong and and um, it's it's uh, should be encouraged and and also the an impact that they have on lobbying government in terms of the Better Business Act, which is 
uh, I think uh, I don't actually know when the when when that becomes law, but it might it might be it's very soon, I believe. Um, and having an influence on that and how all businesses behave and um, have to behave and uh, are regulated is um, in order to be more environmentally friendly and and think of social and people and planet outcomes as well as profit. Um, it's it's all to be encouraged. Because as you say, it is a lot of work to go through to be certified, but for for a lot of people, it's it's you you had that eureka moment out on the on the reef with the turtles and realizing that you know something had to be done in that regard. For a lot of people, just at the doing the nine to five grind every day and suddenly being told you've got to do what you do but do it better, then it's 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 a little bit more of a head scratcher. But to have B Corps there as a, a little beacon of we did this, you can do this too. C- yeah. Come and follow yeah. us. And yeah, you know, you're you're another one. Um, I spoke with a another um be called biobean who do coffee ground recycling and they they also had their best for the world award so um, know them well I'm, yeah i'm gonna say i feel i feel like i'm losing out here i think i think <laughs> we've, got, we've got the coffee we've got the water i need to go and find a dairy that's doing something you know <laughs> find uh you know some you know coconut milk or something that's that's in the b corp club so i can uh, i can have my drink now com- completely yeah. guilt-free <laughs> how, how, how did you find the journey yourself obviously from the social I, I only joined after the after the bulk of the work had been done kelly who also hosts the podcast our yeah. ceo she spent I know a lot of time, even in the time I was here, a lot of time I've seen the, you know, the bundle of, you know, the bundle of you know, electronic papers, if you like, all the documents, everything that we filled yeah. out, all the stuff we went back and researched, all the checking and everything, yeah. and a lot of people pulling in to, to get the stuff there. But when it was done, and as, and as you say, you, you know, BioBean, we know the, the kind of camaraderie within the B Corp movement, you know, they're calling it a movement and, yeah. it, and it really is. It, it very much, you, you hear about the next thing and it's, that's not, and you you want you want to go and elevate those people and give them a shout out. It's part of the reason why we're talking with you today. You see someone doing something good. It's well, let's get that out there because this deserves to be seen. No, no, that's, that's great, great stuff. And you no, know, we all we all share that feeling. And um, no, no, and I appreciate um, you, you giving us a, a, a little chat today and a cup of tea and a glass of water to talk about, or things. a or a uh, metal vacuum flask full of water, yeah, which yeah. is available at. The, uh, at the website shop.ape20.com for anyone who's um, interested and you should be because these will do your hot drinks as well if you're tea, coffee or fresh water that's right I've, I've experimented uh, our team has experimented <laughs> with many different liquids <laughs> one tangent I'd like to touch on just to get your thoughts on because recently off what the water regulator said water companies in the UK are letting down the customer and the environment do, do you feel that you're picking up a bit of the slack here. Um, look, so there's an, not obviously a number of things which 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 rather than the public, you know, hearing about leaks, hearing about um, sewage um, on beaches. Those are, no, those are things that no one wants to hear. But ultimately, what I would say is, uh, you know, the regulator and the government are what regulate the agreements for water companies, and that that's where the the first point. You know, that's what has to be looked at. Are those regulations strong enough? Are there requirements for investment? In, um, in improving those leaks, stopping those sewage leaks, um, building more pipes and pipelines and access for people. Um, are those regulations strong enough? I mean, that's the bit that really needs to be lobbied at and, um, and, and addressed. Um, cause, you know, private companies have to follow the agreements that they, uh, are, are they they legally sign and are abide by. Um, what I would say is what, where, uh, as for us picking up the slack, what we're doing is, you know, we, as I said, our drinking water, the deep drinking water inspectorate that manages uh, the, the actual drinking water component of things, 
is has very high, has high standards. It's just that a lot of people have chosen choose chosen by their own just you know volition not to drink that water on while they're out and about and doing as, as evidenced by the number of plastic bottled water sales. What we what we're just saying is look, let's do some really great things to clean water like filter it down to na nano levels in a machine right at the dispense point let's let's chill and sparkle it let's use ultraviolet light so that when you taste it you go wow that that has no chlorine taste that tastes fantastic it costs uh, uh, six eight times less i might give that a go and that's 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 what we bring to the equation and we hope that it's it's all these things is about changing consumer behavior over time and you've got to attract people away from something that may perhaps they shouldn't be doing um, or which isn't good for the environment you've got to attract them to a better solution you can't shame people towards that alternative world that we're all hoping towards and i think that's the real key thing and i think if we can bring that me that mentality across to other areas i mean I, I would love for us to h2o to be as we build a stronger and stronger voice as we grow our in size um would be to help influence people in other areas that like you know to use less single less single use anything really um, you know, let's let's make reuse cool. Let's make it something that's part of everyday life, and that's that's how we can become a more sustainable nation. Sounds like an excellent idea to me. Um, I note on your website you are you've currently got your sites across London. Um, yep. You've got another one down on the south coast, and you're looking for. Well, you're obviously looking to expand. That's what we've been talking about. So yeah. you're, you're asking people if they want to host one of your oh. dispensers. Uh, that's very kind of you to, to, to mention that. Yeah, absolutely. We're, um, we've got big plans next year. We're going to be expanding quickly. So if you're a site in uh, a landowner in, in London at the moment that we're, we're, is really interested in hosting one of these sites, we install them for, for the machines for free. We, man we manage all their costs and we actually provide a revenue stream back to those landowners. So it's a really nice, simple way, a model for landowners, whether they be public sector, private sector, to engage. Um, and help them on their own sustainable journeys and their own, uh, sustainability journeys and, and objectives. Um, we, uh, we will, we do, obviously we're a small team growing, but we're in London at the moment, but we are planning to go nationwide. So if you are around the nation and bigger cities around, this, uh, around the country, do get in touch and, um, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll be getting there in the near future and it's sitting near you soon. <laughs> Excellent. And to finish up, the only upgrade that I can see it needs is if there's an option there for a boiling water output and a nice tea bag there ready for, uh, ready for a proper cup of tea so i need to know on your on your cozy houseboat there with the glorious surrounds anthony how do you take your tea oh uh, i love uh, i i love it builders i love it they're very strong with a little bit of milk and no sugar and are you dunking uh, uh occasionally dunk a daiji in there I haven't had one for a little while, but um, yes, that's I do love my tea, and I do use I do use our bottle for tea on on uh, cold winter journeys as well. And how about yourself, Andy? Um, I am a big tea drinker. I'm on my French Earl Grey here this morning, and I think I've got some Assam in the in the kitchen there, which I think. I will be testing the the warming capability, the heat retention <laughs> capabilities of your bottle on the way home this evening because it might not have snowed here today, but it's certainly very chilly. So um, uh, let's let's all go and have a nice nice warm brew and cozy up. Anthony, it's been an absolute joy. Thanks for coming on Team uh, of the Changemakers. Uh, thank you so much, Annie. I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Thanks for your time. Thanks again to Anthony for coming on the pod. If you'd like to find out more about Ape2O and their very shiny water bottles, do have a look at those on their shop. Have a look at the website, ape2o, that's the number two, dot com. 
and thank you to you for listening. Hope you'll join us for more Tea with the Changemakers very soon.